Hello everyone to episode 4 of Unconstrained Conversations. This week's guest is Chinmay Sharma, president of the Americas for Rate Gain. Chinmay is probably one of the most well-rounded and experienced people in the industry I know. He has vast experience working for boutique hotels, global hotel brands, regional luxury chains, distribution and investment companies across three continents. He's not only a true global citizen, but also passionate about travel and the industry. I wanted to pick Chinmay's brain about the last few weeks, what rate gains data tells him about recovery and the future and how revenue management will have to adopt going forward. I hope you enjoy this latest installment of Unconstrained Conversations. All right, welcome to the fourth episode of Unconstrained Conversations, the podcast series. And I'm very, very excited to have with me today Chinmay Sharma, who is the president of the Americas for Rate Gain. Chinmay and I have been friends for a very long time. Uh, he has, uh, pro- he's probably one of the most experienced hotel experts or hotel industry people that I know. He has uh, not just global experience um, with a very international background in India, in Americas, in Europe. He's also worked for an incredible range of uh, companies from Joie de Vivre Hotel, which uh, is a boutique company or used to be a boutique company, um, to Expedia, to Winham, to Starwood Capital, to Taj, and now to Rategain. So um, covered both luxury um, economy segments, boutique hotels, uh, uh, real estate investment trusts or real estate investments, uh, distribution companies, the whole range. I don't think it gets any more comprehensive than what Chin, Chinmay has done over the last, um, I guess, 20 or so years. Chinmay, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Klaus. Good morning. And thank you for that warm intro. And, and the feeling is likewise. I think, uh, Klaus, I definitely lean on you for strategic inputs on the industry and your vantage point is amazing. So. Uh, so that feeling is mutual. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much. And thanks for making time. I know everyone is incredibly busy right now. So it's great to just spend a few minutes together um, talking about kind of the current status and um, where do you see the future going and then kind of the key that you've learned over the last few weeks. So um, where are things right now, Chinmay? What do you see around the world happening? And um, what are some of the decision-making processes you've gone through over the last uh, few weeks uh, for yourself and uh, I guess the company as well? Yeah, yeah. So definitely interesting times. Um, I think uh, both of us have been in the industry and we've been through some crisis in the past, you know, be it 9-11 or the economic turmoil or some of the SARS-related issues, et cetera. But we haven't seen anything like this and and pretty much everybody is in consensus that, um, uh, you know, this is all those crises combined. So at the same time, I think the good news is uh, that uh, uh, we feel that we seem to have hit the bottom, uh, at least in terms of uh, cancellation rates. There's, they seem to be uh, reducing now. The new bookings are on the rise, even though the booking windows are relatively short. Uh, but at least any kind of activity, I think, is, is uh, useful around this time. So uh, we've been tracking um, the recovery time in various countries. And the good thing at rate gain is that we have access to a lot of data, both from shopping as well as transactions and pricing intelligence, et cetera. So we've seen China took about 10 to 12 weeks for recovery. US seems to have hit the bottom probably in like six to seven weeks. And different markets are recovering at different stages. Um, 
but in general n plus i mean the the travel industry folks are always die hard optimists right so we always see the half the glass half full definitely uh, <laughs> so uh, so looks like the stock markets are never predictable but they they seem to be improving or holding steady uh, majority of hotels in china seem to be open now and even if it's 30% occupancy we'll we'll take whatever we can get um yeah. of one interesting trend that we've seen is a lot of state capitals and smaller cities seem to be seeing some movement instead of the large commercial hubs like new york chicago etc which is which is interesting because some of that activity is just essential travel and maybe fema and medical health related um but it's it's just encouraging to see we were just chatting offline before this webinar um, clause and we were saying that yeah even 8 to 10000 reservations a day right now seems like <laughs> good news uh, <laughs> yeah, i was looking i was looking at the the the, the tsa um checkpoint data on friday and uh i think last friday or thursday they had 154000 travelers in the us which is double than 4 weeks ago so i was pretty excited about the doubling of the number but that compares to 2.5 million people that usually travel so uh still down 96% but uh, it's twice as many as 2 weeks uh, as as 4 weeks ago so encouraging trends i guess Yeah yeah and and one more thing that we've seen is that at least in the US uh, some of the economy and the budget chains seem to be doing relatively better than uh, let's say upscale and and luxury uh, and also extended stay product uh, seems to be doing uh, well we see some numbers of extended stay america and and related brands uh, even with uh, even the extended stay brands with some of the larger chains like ig marriott etc uh, they seem to be holding their own uh, which is just uh, Yeah, interesting trend, and and as things start to come back, it'll be interesting to see which chain scale starts to recover uh, first. But yeah, these are just just a few points that at least we are noticing as of now. Yeah, and we did uh, ideas. HSMI and Rapegain published a report, a joint report last Friday, so last week, um, uh, about the the trends that everyone is seeing and the recommendations for the revenue management and hotel community. Um, one of the I put it on LinkedIn. I uh, put the link on LinkedIn um, on Friday, and I, I saw a lot of interest about that um, over the weekend. So um, we'll put the link into the podcast release as well for everyone to access. But um, uh, we'll continue tracking that and see how that how that works. So um, as a as a as a diehard hotelier, uh, Jinmai, what um, uh, you you in your previous role just before joining Raygain, you were you know chief commercial officer of. Uh, of Taj Hotels luxury chain in 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 India and you've obviously had spent many many years in other companies around the world as well um what are some of the 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 the, the things that you're seeing you know if you would be in a hotel or leading a hotel chain or or being in a leading role in a hotel chain what would you do for your team what would you uh suggest or recommend recommend and how would you work towards recovery and um, and and the future that is really uncertain Yeah yeah that's true and i think i mean the response uh, can be generic for uh, anybody who's in the travel vertical um and if i put my hotel hat on i think uh, first of all it's good to understand that the new normal is going to be very different than the old normal um so i think for the consumer sentiment and that confidence to come back it's going to take uh, some time so i think we'll have to be patient some of the market segments might come back a little bit faster i think the general consensus is that local drive markets and uh, intra country travel probably will start first then followed by short haul then followed by long haul 
Um, and then, you know, things like conventions and big meetings, et cetera, they might take a different form. So I think internally, a couple of things that, that are always helpful, test and learn is always a great thing to, you know, keep doing internal communication, I think is key. Um, the leadership team should be meeting frequently just to understand what has changed, um, you know, pre-COVID and post-COVID. A great amount of flexibility, I believe, with, uh, you know, not only with clients, but also the internal uh, stakeholders, venture partners, uh, including associates as well. I think, unfortunately, in travel, a lot of companies have had to put um, a lot of folks on furlough and layoffs, et cetera. So how do you ensure that you keep uh, the key talent engaged? Uh, and then what is what is the long-term approach, uh, right? And, and obviously, there's, there has to be a big focus on cash flow, um, et cetera. And then specific to hotels, I think the, the market segmentation and the channel mix might change. So how do you allocate your sales force accordingly? You're fishing in the right, uh, right area. Uh, and then there's a huge impact. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I was just saying, and there's going to be a huge impact on product and services, right? So the focus on health and safety and and that whole thing, it's it's almost similar to post 9-11 and, and the Mumbai attacks in 2008, et cetera. The focus on security came right after that. So I expect a lot of changes in operations. I think we've all seen the announcement by Amazon last week where Jeff Bezos came out and said, well, you know, we're going to make $4 billion in Q2, but forget about making that a profit, I'll spend all that money on increasing the safety and security and um, fixing the, the now in inefficiencies that have been created through COVID, right? So um, it's uh, it's going to take a lot of uh, money and resources and time to, um, to, um, to implement all these things that the hotel industry is not talking about. Talk to, talk to me a little bit more about the distribution strategies and, and channel mix. And I do agree that the short-term or the short-distance short market or drive market uh, is going to be improving faster. France just announced last week that um, when they loosen the restrictions, people can only travel within about 60 miles or 100 kilometers. Um, I just read some articles today about in, in Europe, uh, Germany said um, uh, no German should think about going to Austria on vacation anytime soon. <laughs> um, and the Austrian government is looking to work with the Czech government, Slovakian government to create like a like a bubble so people can travel between those three countries. The travel restrictions will 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 be maintained for quite a while, but that doesn't mean that people are not going to be able to spend these sub mini vacations, staycations, things like that. What are, what are your thoughts about channel mix, new markets, different markets, different consumer behaviors? Yeah, yeah. So very much in the lines of what you mentioned and what we were discussing as well. I think uh, uh, every country and every market will have to look inward just to see what potential lies there. Um, I think so. Let's talk about US as an example. I think the fuel prices probably will will stay down just based on supply demand. Uh, a typical American consumer loves to drive in any case. So, so like we've been discussing, I think the local drive markets will help. Uh, we did a webinar recently which had uh, some sojourn data as well, and it was very clear that uh, the trend for searches is uh, for travel searches is up in the second half of 2020. And specifically, uh, search uh, trends for zero to 100 miles from place of residence, I think that's gone up significantly. So that just tells you what the consumer sentiment is. And I think that that should definitely help short haul and, and local leisure. I think for uh, corporate transient, uh, some things are changing because we've already seen some indications of TMCs and travel managers asking for some specific 
um, uh, things like uh, focus on health and safety. So they're almost saying that which hotels, can you give us a list of hotels which have done some measures? Uh, so it has an impact on on content um, as well. How do we, you know, attribute? How do we add that attribute into our content pipes? And how do people search for it? Um, and then that whole duty of care is is transitioning uh, as well, right? So if I'm a big corporation, if I'm sending my executives on corporate travel, I want some comfort level that they're staying at places which are taking full care of um, and responsibility of their health and safety. So I think that will definitely have impact on corporate as well as, and I think mice conventions like we were discussing, I think that that uh, will probably be, take the longest to uh, to recover uh, because people are not thinking of themselves in in a cruise or or in a convention with three thousand people. Um, yeah. So that uh, that's kind of on the on the segmentation approach. Yeah, I, I I heard some comments about virtual like a hybrid meetings where instead of getting 400 people in a room, you might have you know 10 or 15 people in rooms, all linking together virtually to create this 400 or 400 person meeting. So just breaking a meeting into smaller parts and then people being able to gather in different locations. Um, hopefully, we'll see some innovation around that, and and um, I guess automation technology acceleration of those 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 areas will probably also play a role. Um, we've seen, I guess, people realizing that if they have the right technology infrastructure in place that's in the cloud and not at the hotel, then they'll be able to manage that much more efficiently and much more securely. Um, you know, our company has moved everything, uh, all the training and implementation virtual over the last six weeks where we, where we still used to have trainers and we're still going to have trainers when needed, but, um, and when allowed, but um, we have made a huge effort on virtualizing all the trainings that we have and implementation. So a lot of that is going to move into the virtual environment as well. And so will probably people uh, when they meet, and uh, we'll see we'll see how face face to face meetings are going to go um, going forward. What yeah. are some? Yeah. Your, your, sorry, go ahead. No, I was I was just saying that the consumer uh, behavior is changing as well. I think a lot of us have realized that you can still be. Uh, quite efficient doing virtual stuff. So I think that might have some impact on on travel. I think from a distribution channel perspective, like we were discussing, uh, at least we've seen that, um, you know, OTA distribution as well as uh, opaque channels like Hotwire and Hotel Tonight, et cetera. I think they seem to be pretty relevant right now. Um, I think that, 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 that evergreen debate of uh, OTAs versus direct bookings, I think that'll come back up. <laughs> uh, as well, uh, but but I mean, it's no secret that you know uh, consumers will continue to search on on Google as well as uh, OTAs. So I think power will always stay there. And and from a hotelier perspective, I think it's just good to understand that that long tail of distribution will keep getting longer. You just need to cast a wide net uh, because all those channels do uh, do add up. Um, interesting, interesting thing I think people haven't considered yet is all these billions and billions of dollars in credits that are now hanging out there. You know, as you know, I just came back from a trip and I have a couple thousand dollars in credits with with, with a variety of providers. And um, somebody, you know, I'll have to use them by 2021, probably end of 2021. So otherwise, I lose them. So there's a whole, a whole. There's billions of dollars of pent up demand. That's been paid but not used yet. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects demand and, and behavior as well. That's a great point. Yes, I agree. 
So what are some of the, the key lessons uh, over the last uh, six weeks or so um, that, uh, that you have taken on? Um, some of the changes of thinking that you have gone through? Anything you would like to share with whoever is listening to this podcast? Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I mean, just for our company in particular, just preparing for the worst and obviously hoping for uh, better is always helpful. Being as nimble and, and fast in terms of the decision-making processes is helpful. Just our, for example, at our company at Rate Gain, the leadership team meets at least twice a week, uh, probably more frequently on one-on-one, but at least as a group, um, so that we, you know, just stay in touch with what's going on. What do we need to focus on in terms of product and services uh, because the market continues to change? Like I mentioned, this focus on health safety has an impact on our distribution pipes and the content offering. Uh, this this whole trend of uh, the flex in the cancellation policies is having an impact on pricing intelligence, rate shopping, and revenue management as well. Um, so what does that mean that booking windows are shrinking? You need to focus more on intraday changes versus maybe long-term what happens in a resort market versus a local city center. So um, I think I think the high level thought process is that just be very conscious of what's going on, understand uh, where the opportunities are um, and and use this time, I, even though the teams are, you know, not at, not at 100%, but, but use this time to just focus on that recovery planning uh, so that you can uh, hit the ground running as and when things start to come back, which they will. They, they, they definitely will. Um, some for some countries it might take a little bit longer than for others, but uh, one thing is for sure: I think people are going to continue to love traveling, um, whatever that means in the future, near future or longer future, right? So, um, I think it's uh, it's also a good opportunity to uh, revisit your strategies, I believe, and just and 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 think about what should be rather than what has been. Um, in my previous podcasts and conversations, you know, some some comments came up about uh, taking this as an opportunity to um, to start from a fresh uh, slate, uh, fresh page, and and build your strategies, distribution, marketing, sales strategies, pricing strategies, just like you would for a new opening hotel, rather than just redoing what you have done. So don't think about where were we in February 2020 and how can we get back to there, rather than did we miss out opportunities in the past that we should have optimized anyway? So let's build our new strategies around those opportunities. That um, how do we make it a better hotel and a better, uh, better uh, commercial strategies rather than just re- replicating what what has been? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And within the hotel world, um, luckily I've been speaking to a lot of uh, C-level folks, be it at chains or at uh, hotel companies uh, or at REITs or ownership management groups, etc. Uh, I think everybody's kind of rethinking on how to stay optimal and how to plan for this recovery in phases uh, and what impact does it have on uh, operations, on the revenue management teams, on the distribution teams, uh, et cetera. So, so the ownership groups and REITs, for example, are definitely asking these questions to the operators as to how will you do things uh, differently? You obviously can't run it the way you used to run. Uh, so I think everybody's kind of um, thinking of putting together a plan for phase one, phase two, phase three, and maybe it can be uh, occupancy-led because there's a good chance that recovery will start with occupancy and then pricing will come back. Um, so yeah, I think I think a fair amount of planning to be done. Yeah. Last question, uh, Chinmay. Um, you've been obviously a revenue manager. You've been a head of revenue management. You've been uh, you know involved in pricing, distribution, revenue management for a long time. 
What, what would we suggest? You know, you just said this is going to be an occupancy-driven uh, recovery and rate will come later. What would you suggest if you're a revenue manager in a hotel or in a corporate structure and you get, you get asked the question of, well, why, why should we still have revenue management? Why, you know, why are you important as a revenue manager? What is the value that you bring since there is very little revenue, man, revenue to manage and there is very little rate to, um, to drive at the moment? What, what would be your answer? I know what mine be. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling our answer will be similar. Um, I think, I mean, first of all, the role of a revenue manager has has changed quite a bit, right? So that whole, um, well, the unconstrained demand, as well as what you get from the unqualified uh, market, a lot of it is uh, pricing driven. So obviously you can have some guardrails because beyond, uh, below a certain price, you will not have any incremental demand and you'll actually hurt your market positioning and product. Um, so you have to keep those into mind. But then uh, where do you get that business from? How to play with the OTAs? Uh, how to work with your digital marketing themes? What What is the importance of social media from engagement to conversion standpoint? Uh, so the role of revenue manager obviously is a lot more complex now. And I think this is the time for them to, uh, to shine. So uh, even though uh, you, know, you might not be yielding uh, that much because the opportunity cost is limited, but I think the focus will be how do you actually create demand from all the channels? Because every channel is different. Every OTA has a different booking window, different length of stay, different on-property on spend, et cetera. Um, so how do you use the intelligence that's available in the market? And at the end of the day, uh, what is your market share compared to your local comp set and in your sub-market? That is always key. And I think the ones that will differentiate one uh, hotel or operator versus the other ones would be the ones who are a lot more fast on their feet, who are using data and intelligence to make those uh, decisions um, and, and you know, come up um, higher on market share compared to what's in the market. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really the combination of revenue management, sales, marketing, distribution, social media, all these things that and having a data driven approach. Um, I couldn't have said it better, Chinmay. I knew you would give the right answer. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad we agreed. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I uh, really appreciate it. I know um, everyone is really, really busy right now with uh, so many things going on at the hotels and, and within your company as well. So um, I hope we'll um, continue the conversation face to face sometime in the future. Um, and until then, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much, Claus. Always awesome to uh, catch up. And thank you for having me. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes linked to the episode. Help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.